Hello, and welcome to episode two of DMT, Deep Mind Trace. Uh, so, the first episode of this show came out a while ago. Uh, a couple months ago, I think. And in that episode, I was just kind of announcing this idea. It was a pilot type thing. And just trying to establish something for myself to build off of. And for a while, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do exactly, like just how to go about this idea. And I've been struggling with that for a while because I just, like this is something I've really been wanting to do. And so, trying to figure out the best way to go about this. It, looking back, I kind of regret taking as much time as I did. But either way, it led me to the idea of doing this sort of as a morning show. So when I wake up, before I get on my phone or think about complicated shit or try to start getting stuff done for the day, I'd rather come here and just get all my thoughts out because I also said in episode one that this would be essentially like a journal for me. Whether it be daily, every other day, whatever frequency it might be, this will be just a place for me to trace out the depths of my mind, deep mind trace, and to get all the thoughts that I have out and in just in some form where not only can I process those ideas, but I'm able to share that in a raw form with other people, whoever, whoever might want to listen. And hopefully it can lead to other people just learning and like receiving help that they thought they might not get. And it's indirect as well, which I think can almost be more intimate at times, uh, when, when it's unintentional and then it just ends up being what you need. And who knows, it might not be like that. This might just be my my daily diary type thing. But um, coming to that idea yesterday was really big for me. And being here in front of the microphone is it's just providing me with a really good feeling at the moment. Because I think this will uh, be a very healthy thing for me to do. Uh, so with that being said... DMT episode two. Here we go. So this morning I uh <laughs> I went out to my car and smoked a little bit so that I could just kind of get my mind moving, uh get some sativa in my system and get going. And I'm walking back from my car to the house because it's parked down the street a little ways. And I walk by this uh, middle-aged to older couple. And uh, <laughs> keep in mind, I just smoked, hotboxed my car, and I said good morning to the lady. 
it actually wasn't morning. It was like 2.15 p.m. And she said good morning right back to me without a thought. That just got my my mind thinking to like how conditioned our responses can be. The, there's a lot of time where we don't have an original uh, feeling or thought or response to a situation. It's just something that is reactionary based upon how we were conditioned as a kid and growing up our whole lives. And I don't know that that it, it kind of irked me a little bit because it made me realize how often I do that rather than being genuine with paying attention to what somebody is saying and actually like hearing their personal story rather than just being like, okay, I've heard this here before. Let, let's connect all these dots. Okay, here's your solution. And I, I don't know. It, it's kind of a difficult thing to explain. Conversation is one of the more powerful things that we have. However, it's gone long enough in the hands of people who, not necessarily by their own fault, but uh, just people who are in a position where they don't really know how to use it in the beautiful way that it can be used. You think about the spoken dialogue is one, it's our most frequent and common language. And then there's little, little sub whatever's of that that's all the other different languages in the world so english spanish french uh german mandarin going all the way through but then there's languages such as art so music that's a whole language dancing painting drawing sculpting those are all expressions in different languages. Even playing a sport, if you do it in a free manner, well, one of my favorite people to watch uh, at least highlight reels of because he was playing a little bit before I started watching basketball, but Jason Williams, a.k.a. White Chocolate, he... He wasn't like a Kobe or a Michael Jordan where they just wanted to win and were wanting to do whatever they could to make that happen. This guy, he he fucking danced on the court. Like his ball handling was so insane and so free flowing. It it wasn't conventional or orthodox at all, and it seemed like his goal wasn't always necessarily to win the game or to score the ball. It was just to 
to go out there and have fun and hopefully you can get a bucket with it. There's something beautiful about the simplicity of that. I think that's another thing is uh, the simplicity is a lost start for some people. Once you get to a place where you're overrun with anxiety and always thinking about the complexities of possible future, it's difficult to be present and to enjoy something as simple as uh, one cloud in the sky that looks like a duck, you know, or just a simple shade of color that had it not been there the entire painting would not be the same at all simplicity is a really beautiful thing because when you're able to when you're able to look at something and see just one thing at a time, like with, with sexuality, sometimes I find actual sexual organs of a woman to be attractive. Other times, I find just, like, a shoulder to be attractive, you know? Because it's, it's never really what you're looking for that you end up being drawn to. I won't say never. But more often than not, it's something that surprises you that you're truly drawn to. And that's why I I think it's important to whether or not your friend thinks somebody's cute or uh or if somebody finds something attractive or or fun or just likes something, that doesn't mean you have to. And same vice versa. If if somebody finds another person unattractive but you Really enjoy their aesthetic. Fucking ride with it, you know? Because mixing yourself up in the opinions of others is only gonna drag you back down. It's gonna... It's gonna turn your perspective into theirs, and although that can be a positive thing... Because maybe you're more pessimistic and you want to see life from a optimistic point of view. And so you're, you're mirroring what somebody who is setting that positive example is doing. But it can be detrimental because you, you could be really into something or someone... But because your buddy doesn't 
really approve of it or whatever you don't even have to state your your own view on it they might just be like oh yeah that person's ugly or i i don't want to do that that just seems boring and stupid but you're just fucking drawn to it don't worry about what they have to say just go for it something i gotta work on just doing don't think about it too much just do it i mean that for for a while there i was kind of resentful to to say the nike slogan uh i don't know i've just been kind of pulled away from liking mainstream stuff and nike is probably the most mainstream sports apparel and shoe brand there is out there and so I, I kind of shied away from saying that statement too much, but I've been getting more and more into uh, Zen Buddhist teachings, mainly through Alan Watts and his lectures on YouTube and his books. A uh, while ago, I got one from him, a book from him called The Book and the Taboo Against Knowing Who You Are or knowing yourself, something along those lines. And just like the first 30 pages of it, my mind was blown. It's like I knew all this stuff my entire life, but because I was conditioned to believe otherwise and to think life life is complicated and you can't change that and it, it, it has to be that way. And so you, you, you just got to fight, 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 keep, keep going, keep pressing against the, the current. You'll make it there someday. When, <laughs> when really that current, the more you fight it, the more it's going to suck. But if you ride with it, then you got your own power plus the power of the current behind you. What would you rather have? In in Buddhist teachings, they they say if something is to be done, don't waste time thinking and calculating and speculating whether or not you have all the right tools or you're you've taken enough time to evaluate the decision. Because uh, if you do that, all it's going to come in is over calculation and worry about whether or not you made the right decision. But if you just do, so say say there's some dishes in the sink and you don't want them to be there. You, you want the area to be nice and clean. And the way for that to happen is to just do the dishes. Clean them, put them away. That's all you got to do. Clean them and put them away. Because if you think too much, like, oh, but if I take time to do this, will I lose out on some time to do that other thing I was about to do? Don't don't dwell on it too much. If you just do, one of two things will happen. Either you you do it and it turns out just how it was supposed to be, or 
you mess up and you learn a lesson. But still, it'll turn out just how it's supposed to be. Funny thing about time is that when you really dig into it, the past always draws back from the present. What happens now can affect the past. So you, you think about something happened when you were a child and your entire life. So, so say it's some traumatic thing. You, you broke your back and you're paralyzed from, from the waist down. Say that happens to you. And then 15 years later, you become the wheelchair basketball champion or like one of the best wheelchair basketball players ever. You never would have even considered basketball before you broke your back. But then that happens. It never would have happened unless you did break your back. And that's that's just one long drawn out example. That there's the whole thing of like if you had, uh, if if the light had changed five seconds earlier, and you would have gotten to go earlier on your way to work, you would have been in a crash. That's another one. So it. There's always an opportunity to learn if you do more than you dwell and evaluate. That's why I think it's healthy to get your thoughts out in some sort of art form or just it doesn't even have to be called art just some expressionary way so for me that's what this is right now I'm not thinking I'm doing I'm talking that's doing something because if it if it's all in my head all the time it's more difficult to process and I believe that the same is true for most people That's why if there's some sort of work that I need to get done. So like yesterday, my my room was a total mess and it wasn't arranged how I wanted, all of that. And like, I, I don't clean very often. As, as far as like picking up messes and rearranging stuff like that. But I just fucking went because like I knew I didn't have anything to do all day. We've been in quarantine and... Uh, work is out right now because of that so I just started moving and now my room looks completely different than it did yesterday and I'm happier with it because I didn't think I just did
And I think that's one thing where we're conditioned to believe when when we go through school is make sure you take enough time to think this through. Make sure it's the right decision. And the thing is, no matter how much you calculate and think about all the little variables of what could happen if you do a certain thing a certain way, no matter what, you can never take enough information into account. Never. Because there's information that's part of the equation that hasn't even come to fruition yet. You can't predict the future. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. All you know is, if I do this, this is what could happen. Choose what you want to do and then do it. Leave the results to the universe, you know? Because fighting for control in every moment, that that's what causes that overcalculation and anxiety and eventually causes most people to lose control. Take, for example action characters so like like james bond he sees something happening he doesn't calculate too much he moves he does something he, he's active and because he's active he's able to take in all the information that's happening at all times and calculate each next move based on that He's not worried about like getting the the perfect shot or uh, making sure that five days from now he he has this person taken down. He's worried about okay, this is where the person is right now. This is what I can. This is the move that I can make. I can either go and get more intel by being active and being in the situation, or I find a window where I can go and take this person down. And that's essentially what, what Zen is. It's just being in the moment and based upon the context of that moment right there and what, whatever's happening around you at, like, at this very moment while you're listening to this. taking that into account and making a decision right away. I think doubt and fear often are hand in hand. Doubt is more based in yourself, though. Fear can be based on something external. So fear, for example, I'm scared of going on this roller coaster. I was terrified of roller coasters as a kid. I didn't know why. 
I could ride some of them that had the bottoms in them, but the ones where your feet hang out, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I. I didn't like that. That adrenaline, the the butterflies in my stomach feeling when it came from that. But I loved feeling butterflies in my stomach when I was with a person that I truly loved and truly wanted to be with. It was the same feeling, but. I processed it in a different direction. One was love, one was fear. Now, I would kill to go on a roller coaster. I love that adrenaline rush because now I, I can recognize what it is and process it for that. that's the thing about fear. It it can be beneficial at times. It keeps you from doing stupid shit. However, at a certain point, fear is just an inhibitor. Same thing with doubt. You can doubt yourself all you want. Maybe it'll turn out right. Maybe it won't. You won't know until the results are in front of you. Maybe you'll never know. So the best thing you can do is to make that decision. Run with it. See if the results work out. And if they don't, learn from it. Alright guys, so this has been a pretty short episode, but thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm hoping to make this much more frequent than it has been, uh, and thank you again, Deep Mind Trace. Have a good day.